You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. The world of influencer marketing can be a little bit daunting, but today I am joined by Danielle from Scrunch, and she's going to walk us through how you can get started with influencer marketing and how you can use it to grow your e-commerce brand. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited because this is a hot topic, right? This is something that a lot of my students have been asking about. And I was like, okay, I need to find somebody who knows all about influencer marketing. (laughs) And then I found you and it seems to be a perfect fit. So for those playing along at home, what is influencer marketing? The million dollar question. So (laughs) influencer marketing is just basically like it's a new advertising and marketing channel that leverages individuals who have a social media following typically to promote your products and services. So, you know, you can liken it to any advertising channel, right? You know, some people use Facebook ads, some people do PR. It's basically a new channel, but in this new channel, you actually find uh, individuals or personalities who speak about your niche and you ask them to speak about your product and service in the hope that their followers are interested and want to buy what it is you're selling. Okay, so our audience is all e-com store owners, usually small brands. What are the benefits of them jumping on board and sort of doing this influencer marketing thing? So it's really interesting for small brands because usually small brands have small teams, so they can't do everything. And not all... Yeah, oh my God, it's still even like that when you have a team, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, and not all small business owners are actually great content creators either. (laughs) So it's kind of twofold. I love influencer marketing because not only does it mean you've got someone who's a really great content creator out there making beautiful images or videos or reels or anything about your product, but they're also spreading the message as well. So they kind of double as content for your business and also advertising for your business as well. So um, it's really interesting. People often ask, you know, yeah, why should I do it? What's the benefit for me? And yes, we all think advertising channel, we want to make money, we want to sell. And absolutely that does happen with influencer marketing. But the reason I like it is because you can use it for so much more than that. So, you know, you can use it to supplement content on your own social media. Um, You can use that content in your ads um, and that performs really well usually because it doesn't look like the brand created it. It looks like a customer created it. So yeah, it really extends beyond just advertising. So it's kind of like user-generated content, which you talk about, which Mm. is content that, you know, the customers make rather than yourself, but kind of paid for in some way rather than just, you know, a customer going, hey, here's a great photo that I took. Exactly. And some people actually use micro-influencers or nano-influencers who are just people that have really, really small followings to kind of mock user-generated content. So if your customers aren't actually forthcoming (laughs) with creating beautiful (laughs) images. It can be like getting blood out of a stone sometimes. Exactly. So yeah, you can kind of make that happen for your brand by leveraging influencers. 
Okay, so what are the different types of campaigns that we could run then? If I'm like, cool, I've got a swimwear brand and I want to start using influencers, what can I do? I love that because uh, the possibilities are literally endless. (laughs) (laughs) So, so many things, right? So I always say, you know, what are you trying to achieve with your marketing? And, you know, what gaps do you have inside your marketing strategy? So you might say, yeah, you know what? We actually have a really hard time getting our customers to take photos of our product on them because so maybe as a swimwear, you know, we don't all feel comfortable in our swimwear and, and taking photos. So by actually using influencers, we might might actually be solely a content campaign. So we say, you know what, we're going to find influencers with all different body shapes as an example. And so that they can really accurately represent every size that we stock. So we go out, we find those influencers, send them our product, get them to create beautiful photos and images. So that way we, our social feeds are full of really nice examples of, you know, who our swimwear brand caters for. Um, You know, so that's kind of an example of a content campaign. I love that. There might even be like a competition. So you might collaborate with, say we're still a swimwear brand, you might collaborate with, you know, someone that does towels or beach accessories or, you know, inflatables for the pool and run a a competition and get influencers to share that competition so that it goes out even further. Um, Or you might have like a super hardcore um, acquisition campaign where you're giving influencers coupon codes and really tracking that bottom of the funnel conversion. So, you know, that's three examples, all using influencers. So you can get kind of really creative, which I love. I love that. So showcasing different sizes and shapes and colours can be really hard for a small brand because they don't have these big budgets for lots and lots of models. Mm, So that's a really great one that you touched on. You know, I've said to brands before, hey, you know, you've got the same model through the whole thing. They're like, yeah, that's me and my sister. Yeah. It's like, okay, (laughs) that's awesome. We all hustle. It would be great to see (laughs) some other sort of people on there. Mm. And they've got, you know, I just can't afford the models. So this is a great way where they can do it at a more affordable cost and get a whole range of different products. I actually have my first influencer gig as an influencer for a brand that sells the most amazing, fun, colourful dresses Mm. and they're sending one to me and a matching one for my daughter, which I love. Oh, that's so cute. Because they were reaching out for people in my particular size. Mm. So they actually jumped on and said, hey, we need some content for our website, we need some content for our socials and we'll send you a dress for free if you know, you promised, you know, and it was like an agreement, you take Mm. this many photos and send to us Mm. in exchange, you know, and I was like, I'm that size. I love your product already. I'll do it. Exactly. (laughs) And that's, you're so right about the cost of models. That's kind of another great benefit of influencers is they're not only the model, but they have venues. So your photos don't look Mm. like they're all shot in the same location because they have their own houses or they might shoot somewhere different you know, they kind of are the creative director. So they'll think of ideas around your product that you've never thought of before. And then of course, you know, your advertising channel, all that. So you're right. You know, if you did a brand shoot, you'd be paying for so many line items. Whereas an influencer, you kind of just get like a once off cost for the image. I love that. Okay. So many ideas running through my head and hopefully (laughs) to our listeners as well. So if somebody is sort of just getting started, you've convinced them and they want to (laughs) jump on board and try working with an influencer, where should they even start looking? 
Yeah, this is such a good question. So I always say you need to start by knowing who your customer is first. So don't look at the bright, shiny influencer on Instagram. Firstly, the the Kardashians, exactly, (laughs) exactly. First, really think about your customer. So who are they? Where do they hang out? Um, Age, gender, ethnicity, all of anything that is relevant to who buys your product. Think about that first. Because what you want to do is, yes, when you look for influencers, you want to find people in your right niche so that the content they create makes sense. But the thing you want to do before you agree to anything with an influencer is make sure that their audience is a similar demographic to your customer profile. So you can do that in two ways. You can absolutely do it for free. You don't need to sign up to any platforms. So if you're working with an influencer, you are very much allowed because it's your product and your money um, to ask them for either screenshots of their audience analytics or ask them Mm. for their media kit if they have one because then that will have all of that information in it. And if then that's aligned, then, you know, okay, cool, I'll continue the discussion around um, budget or deliverables or whatever it might be. But always start with your audience first. Really good tips there. You said that's if we, you know, if they don't want to spend any money and they can just want to kind of look for people themselves and say, you know, who's following them and things like that. What about if they do want to have some budget or if they want to look somewhere else or they don't want to go through the time of sort of vetting it all for themselves? Totally. Um, so look, you know, money really is like you pay for convenience, right? <laughs> so Definitely. if you do want to spend money, like you that can. express shipping and, and gift wrapping. I'm guilty. Yes, I'm yeah. guilty. Um, so it is really about shortcutting timelines. So you can do a few things. You can um, use an influencer or create a platform. Um, so of course, shameless plug, Scrunch is one of those. <laughs> So you can, um, and they're usually set up like directories. So you can go in and put in your wish list. So where are they located? What's their audience look like? Um, anything you not need to know about them, even like the size of influencers or how many followers they have. And that will basically give you a short list. So that literally means you're not scrolling through Instagram for hours. It's just almost like Google, right? You type in your request and you get your list of influencers. Um, so using awesome. an influencer platform is amazing. And then if you you're kind of more advanced and next level, you can outsource it as well. So you could actually get an influencer agency, like Scrunch, to, <laughs> to manage your campaign. Um, you know, you just, I guess, have to be mindful that, of course, the more and more you outsource convenience, the more it costs. So if you have marketing yeah. budgets, fantastic. But, you know, I, I always like to tell people that you can actually do this yourself and try it out for yourself um, without investing huge amounts of money. Yeah. And if you, if it's your first time, definitely just jump on Instagram, find those people that you think might be, mm. you know, and I always say, don't just look at the number of followers yeah. because you can have hundreds of thousands of followers and no engagement. So check out their posts of people actually commenting and they're actually getting those likes on there. Like how many people respond when they post rather than just, Oh, look, I've got all these fans yeah. and it's crickets in the engagement side of things. Exactly. That is the best tip. So what does make a good influencer for a small brand? So say I've 
like scrolling the gram and I found sort of 10 brands. How do I narrow it down to who I should approach? So um, it's really comes down to, again, what you want out of this influencer campaign. So if you wanted content only, then a great influencer for you just looks like someone who creates content similar to your brand vibe. So um, if you're doing that, then that's the metric to look at is what kind of content are they going to produce for me? And is it something that's going to be great on my feed, great on my website, great in my email marketing? If you were like, no, I actually want to increase my social reach and I want to make sales, then diving into the metrics metrics is really important. So how many followers? You're absolutely right. The engagement rate. So how many people actually care when they post? And then those (laughs) audience insights. So making sure that they do have the right um, audience that aligns to your customer because that increases your chance of success. It's really interesting. The most, the easiest example to give of that is think about if you're a lipstick brand, right? Obviously women wear lipstick. If you go onto Instagram and you look for pretty girl who's a makeup beauty influencer, (laughs) sometimes her followers aren't always women. (laughs) I I was wondering if we were going to get into that. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Totally. But it's, it's just the, you kind of go, oh yeah. Like I would normally think, yeah, I'll absolutely send a lipstick to her because she'll wear it every day. It'll be super great. And if you were just after content, that would make perfect sense. But if you wanted to make sales, then you're really looking at that audience and who's following her is really, really important. I really love the the two sides of it as to what is it that you want. Mm. Is it the content? Because then, yeah, do you like the way they take a photo? Do you like the way they've done it for previous brands? Mm. Or is it actually I want the sales? Okay, are they going to get me the right eyeballs looking at this? Exactly. Okay, so there's different ways we can actually pay people. We can talk dollars Mm -hmm. or we can talk products or we can do coupons and like percentage of sales and things like that. So what kind of agreements like can people do can people offer and are there certain set you know agreements that they should put in place yeah and this is such a good question because I always want to tell brands that you know you are in the driver's seat so never think oh unless I've got $10,000, I can never use influencers. So you just have to be mindful that what you have and what you can offer may not be accepted by everybody. So don't get cranky if someone says no. So you're right. You can go all the way from, okay, we've got product only and we just want to gift influencers. If that's your strategy, then um, not everyone will take that up and that's perfectly fine. They have the right, they're also a business, so they do also have the right to say no. So what we suggest there is typically either smaller influencers who are just getting started are super keen on gifts or like your example, people who already love your product. So if you find influencers who've used your brand before, so they've tagged you or hashtagged you, you know, talking to them about a relationship is a really good idea because you can do, you know, build a relationship and say, hey, I've seen you've used our product before. We've actually got something new that's come out. Would you like it, you know, in exchange for a a Mm. piece of content? Because, you know, you kind of go, I kind of assumed you might buy our new product, so why don't we gift it to you instead? (laughs) So that's a great place to start then if you're um so you'll get a bunch of no's totally fine so i always say um think about a bit of a numbers game it is so just think about how many people you reach out to so if you're like i need 10 pieces of content i'm gonna gift 10 items you might have to reach out to 30 influencers to get that volume 
Um, and then when you go for a budget point of view, yes, there is kind of a set rate card that influencers tend to charge. Um, and it's based on their number of followers. So the more followers they have, the more expensive they are per post. Um, we've actually got a free download on scrunch.com. So if anyone's kind of going, oh, this influencer's come back to me and um, they've said, oh, I want $1,000 and you're not quite sure, then there is just a rate guide that you can look at to make sure that you're not awesome. overpaying. We'll link up to that one mm. in the show notes. Super handy. And then uh, what about like giving out a code? Because I know that influencers, like I know brands that have sent product to influencers that have had like or paid even mm. heaps and heaps of reach, like heaps of heaps of, sorry, followers, and then not necessarily got anything back from it. So yeah. they've started giving them a unique code. Yep. So potentially maybe their audience gets a discount. 10% off, something like that. But then you can actually track and go, well, this many sales came from that influencer. Mm. And then potentially you could have, and there's two ways you could use that. I guess it could be just to decide whether you use them again. Like, hey, yeah, that worked. We got lots of sales or no, it did. We're not going to use them again. Yep. Or it could be potentially that you give them a percentage of the sales that they generate. Yeah, and all amazing options. So when we get to tracking, you are spot on. Actually understanding what works and what doesn't work is really good for future campaigns because that's the interesting thing about influencer marketing. Like if you think about ads, you're always optimizing them, right? You always know what's working mm. and what's not working and you change and improve. The hard thing about influencers is once they post, you can't change it if it didn't work. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things where you have to go, yes, let's track what, what works and what doesn't work. And you can get super, you can super nerd out on it. So you can go, okay, what type of content worked really well? What type of call to action worked really well? What type of influencer worked really well? And kind of optimize your influencer marketing like mm. that. But you're right, either a coupon code or a unique tracking link, if they can use a link is really good to actually do that because then if you know which influencers perform really well for your brand, then you can actually get people on like longer term agreements. So then you're not actually mm. reaching out to some like new people every month. You can go, these are my top performers. And yes, maybe I try some new ones every month or every quarter, but my really high performers lock them in for 12 months. So they're creating content. Could be like a brand month. ambassador. Exactly. Yeah. And that actually works really well because so consumers need to see things multiple times. So if they see an influencer post once off, yes, absolutely. Sometimes that will work and you'll get sales. But if they say, see an influencer post about your brand every month, then they go, oh, this is legit. Like this person actually yeah, loves actually this like product. This. <laughs> yeah. And then you're right. So then the other thing is affiliate marketing. So actually getting the influencer gets a cut of the sale. Um, so sometimes influencers will do that in lieu of payment. And there's also platforms now that exclusively exist for affiliate marketing. So where an influencer can actually jump on and find a bunch of brands that offer that and you'll start to see them. It happens a lot with fashion and beauty brands. So, yeah, okay. um, so there's different platforms that influencers will actually sign up to and they'll go through all of the brands and um, actually link out to, hey, this is my new dress, here's where you can shop it, and then they'll get the, the commission on that sale. So as a brand, you could consider signing up to some of those platforms so that you do have a, an affiliate code that you can provide to each of your influencers so they can be rewarded and you can track as well. 
Yeah, I love that. And you could also hook something up yourself with Shopify. You can use an affiliate plugin if you're using Shopify, which we love. Um, So yeah, lots of ways that you can go about that. Now, tell me, you've got any stories for me. (laughs) I love a good story. Oh my God. Any mishaps, misfires, Um, anything good? One thing you can be guaranteed (laughs) of with influencer marketing is mishaps. So, you know, the interesting thing is, yeah, like, again, you know, you can compare Google ads, Instagram ads, like you're dealing with giant corporate, very controlled, very systematized. With influencers, you're dealing with a whole heap of individuals, personalities, small businesses. So whilst like, so, you know, we have a process that we go through that's been refined, but, you know, the only reason it was refined is because we made plenty of mistakes and we learned those lessons and created a framework. Um, you know, the big thing is, you know, influencers often run their business of influence on the side. So it's not their first focus. They might have a full-time job or a family. So sometimes your email, like you and I probably reply to our emails same day. Not always, not always, (laughs) if I'm being (laughs) honest. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes an influencer might take a week to reply to you, you know. So if you're on really hard deadlines, again, you might consider using more influencers than you need just to account for any timeline delays. Yeah, good idea. And sometimes, you know, oh, my God, we had an influencer once whose content was due um, and, you know, we got this email from her literally with this close-up of her child, like, crying snotty nose saying unfortunately my child is sick so I can't create content and we're like we didn't need to send the photo like (laughs) which is hilarious I guess she wanted you to like believe exactly (laughs) exactly which is so funny um and then we had this other one this guy whose content was due and we were chasing 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 and literally like you know two weeks later get the content and he's like oh I'm really sorry I I was waiting for my abs to come out like he had no show on because it was like a, oh a health gosh. brand oh my god the stuff that you get sometimes is so funny I was waiting for my abs yeah I was like oh, well, I'm like I'm still waiting for my abs too but you know <laughs> I'm not doing anything about it but yes so some of the stuff will like shock you you kind of just have to go with the flow a little bit with influencer marketing okay so not putting all eggs in one basket then. Is there like a cap to how many influencers you should work with? Is there like too many? No, not at all. I mean, some brands, literally that's their influencers as like their strategy and they will work with hundreds of influencers. So it's like, you know, you'll see it with often the big meal delivery services, like every influencer mm. on the planet works with like a hello fresh <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's, it really does work for them. Like, as it's just almost like, you know, the consumers, are everyone's spammed. talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. There is, I don't know if you've seen, but in, Infamous Swim, they have the Infamous Collective, which is their own program. So they use it as uh, rewards for customers. So you have to be a customer and you obviously have to buy the product already, Mm. but then you can earn discounts or vouchers based on the amount of content that you create. So they have like do this many posts and you get 20% voucher. Do this many posts, you get a $50 voucher. Like what do you think of that kind of program? I think it's fantastic 
But the caveat is it really requires effort. So what happens is these people, so you think about your brand, you're always trying to foster your community, right? You're putting so much effort into the community you create. This is like creating a whole nother community. So it is Mm -hmm. kind of a job in and of itself to make sure that, you know, the content that's coming back is actually valuable content that perhaps not everyone's in this, this exclusive group. But it can, but if you do have the time to invest in it, then absolutely it can be an amazing way to reward people who are already your customers, but that are influential and content creators as well. So potentially for bigger brands that have a bit of a team Mm. and have someone that can manage that side of the business. Because like you say, thinking about that, it could become a real admin task of like monitoring all of that, making sure it's happening and all that sort of thing. Exactly right. Okay, what about finally, I know you've given us so much gold here, but agreements, like contracts. Mm. Should you have a contract with affiliates like or influencers, sorry? Should you like have some kind of written agreement, formal agreement? Like yeah. how would you do that? Totally. So yes is the definitive. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do a gifting or contra strategy, sometimes it's more difficult because you're kind of, yes, you're getting a product, but it's not quite a commercial agreement. So sometimes yeah. brands won't do it for a gifting strategy. And what they'll do is they'll just kind of say, look, we're kind of willing to lose 10 products a month. We'll send them out to people. Yes, we'll build relationships and all of that, but we kind of will plan for a couple of influences just falling off the face of the earth and not doing anything. Yeah. And then, but if you are doing any monetary transaction, absolutely. You should have a brief and a contract. So, um, a brief should be like, you know, about your brand, about the product they're getting and mandatory deliverables and mandatory do nots. So, so that would be like number of products, what to say, what not to say, sorry, not number of products, number of posts, like whether it go on as a reel or a story or a feed post, how many you expect, when you expect them by, all that stuff. Totally, like your handle, um, hashtags that you might require. Like, Like you think about it, especially say an Instagram post, if someone tags the wrong handle, then it's kind of like a total waste. And then, you know, posts really only And do they need to tag you in the post? Is it going to be a collaborator post? Is it going to be a single post? Exactly. Yeah, okay, so all of the And then a contract that basically says, you know, do your job (laughs) or you don't get paid. Beautiful. And then basically payment after they've done it, exactly. not beforehand. Yeah, exactly right. You know, some some influencers when they're managed by talent managers might require a deposit, especially if you're paying a lot of money. Um, yeah. But, yes, mostly payment on delivery. Okay, awesome. So many ideas buzzing. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so many great things to think about and to remember. So we'll link up to some of those show notes as well that you mentioned. Now, if somebody wanted to chat with you more about influencer marketing, uh, maybe what you have, what you offer or scrunch, where can they find you? Absolutely. So there's a whole bunch of free resources to help get people started on scrunch.com. And if you want anything bespoke, any questions, any crazy thing an influencer said, uh, email me at (laughs) Danielle at scrunch.com. And I'm super happy just to, to lend a hand. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think this one might get a few uh, juicy questions come through and hopefully uh, a few people taking the plunge and getting into some influencer marketing in 2023. Love it. Thank you so much for having me. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're looking to keep up to date with all that's happening in e-commerce marketing, free website audits, latest tips, and hang out with some other pretty cool people, be sure to check out my free Facebook group, Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs. I'll see you on the inside.